Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And time once again for Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert brought to us by Cardinal Corner and those folks that make by-the-yard patio furniture the best in the world. We'll talk to Jim in a moment. Cardinal Corner, I want to remind you, is a wild bird store that has everything for the backyard bird. A quality bird seed, of course, bird feeders, accessories, and boy, do they have unique gifts for the nature lover. Pam and Lee, they own and operate this store. Two locations, West St. Paul and the Newport Center. By the help, you can help our feathered friends with high-energy suet. The ladies remind me to remind you, peanuts, black, hour sun, uh, black oil sunflower seeds, what else? A golden safflower. They're all high in protein and fat. And you can read all about this. They've got a great uh, website, cardinalcorner.com, where you can check out their Cardinal Corner newsletter. Subscribe online, as I said, at cardinalcorner.com. And, of course, beautiful and unusual selection of bird feeders, bird baths, bird houses. Many items not only made in America, but made right here in Minnesota. Why don't you stop in? See Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center, 651-455-6556, or online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner, you will find, is really more than just a birdseed store. And good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. And uh, what's on your nature notebook this morning? Well, you know, Danny, it's always fun to go outside in the morning. These crisp mornings, it's it's just, you know, it makes you feel so good to hear the spring songs of the black-capped chickadees and the white-breasted nuthatches. And some people are hearing the, the northern cardinals singing already. Sunrise today... Uh, 744, sunset 506. Now, today in the Twin Cities area, we have 9 hours, 22 minutes of daylight. We have gained 13 minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and 35 minutes is a total daylight gain since December 21st, the winter solstice. The normal high for today is 24, and the normal low is 7. That's in the Twin Cities. Records for today, January 21st, in the Twin Cities, high 48, set in 1900. The record low is the all-time record low, minus 41, set in 1888, 130 years ago. Can you imagine? Minus 41. Oh, no, I don't want to imagine. No, it makes you shiver. <laughs> it does. Or <laughs> worse. Um, the, the most snow we've ever received in this day, I think is interesting. 15.8 inches, 101 years ago today, 1917. 15.8 inches. We have a, a waxing crescent moon that will rise this morning at 10.11 and set tonight at 9.52. This coming Wednesday, January 24th, marks the first quarter moon and a week after that, Wednesday, the 31st of January, is our full moon. Now, this will be the second full moon this month, and so is called a blue moon. Also, the full moon on January 31st is another supermoon because of being close in its elliptical orbit. Plus, we have the chance to see 
a total lunar eclipse on the 31st of January. The eclipse starts at 5.48, sun rises at 7.34, and that's when the moon is totally eclipsed, and that's when the moon will be setting. That should be a neat event. Oh, it should, I yeah. That one. Yeah. He'll be out there with his big telescope, I'm sure. He will be, for sure. Uh, I, I have a little section here for this morning. How cold has it been? The, re- the record temperatures in Minnesota have been as high as 114. That was set July 6, 1936 in Moorhead, and a low of minus 60, February 22nd, Groundhog Day, 1996, and that was at Tower. That's a 174-degree range that is unusual over most of the Earth. The record low, as we mentioned, for Minneapolis-St. Paul is minus 41 set January 21st, this date, 1888. And an Arctic outbreak lasted seven and three-quarters days in 1912. This is in the Twin Cities, so we went 186 consecutive hours below zero. And another Arctic outbreak, January 1864 lasted nine days for a total of 226 consecutive hours below zero in the Twin Cities. There's all kinds of interesting things about low temperatures, but let me just go through just a few here, just some of the noteworthy ones. I should mention, too, now these temperatures were taken six feet off the ground in weather instrument shelters and are not wind chill temperatures. Okay, record for Moorhead, minus 59, said February 16, 1903. We have two other minus 59s in Minnesota. A minus 59 at Leech Lake Dam, that's in Cass County, February 9, 1899. Another minus 59 at Pocagama Dam, that's Itasca County, February 16, 1903. The coldest has been in International Falls, minus 55. That was January 6, 1909. The coldest at Embarrass, minus 57, January 20th and the 21st, 1996. And the coldest at Moose Lake, Minnesota, minus 53. The record low temperatures for other states, I'll just do a few of them, minus 54 at Danbury, Wisconsin. So that's the record Low for Wisconsin, minus 54 at Danbury, Wisconsin, January 24th, 1922. A minus 60 at Partial, North Dakota, on February 15th, 1936. And for South Dakota, minus 58 at McIntosh, South Dakota, February 17th, 1936. Now we'll do the coldest in the USA. Minus 80 at Prospect Creek. Alaska, January 23rd, 1971. And the all-time record low was at the Russian Research Facility at Vostok, Antarctica. They hold the record for the coldest air temperature ever recorded on Earth. This is not wind chill. This is a straight cold temperature, minus 129 degrees Fahrenheit on July 21st. 1983. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> no, I can't either. So you see, when we're talking about, you know, a minus five or whatever, 
You know, it's really not that bad. I guess not. I guess you're right. I was. Gonna, I want to talk about red foxes because sure. um, somebody just a couple weeks ago saw a couple of red foxes walking together. Like other wild dogs, red foxes hunt primarily at night, but they may extend this activity into daytime during the winter when prey is harder to catch. They like to sleep in the open during midday curling up on the snow in some spot protected from the wind, sunning themselves while they keep a watchful eye or ear out for intruders. They seldom sleep deeply. Typically, a fox is about 40 inches long, 16 of that is a bushy tail. They weigh up to about 14 pounds. They have a pointed nose and fairly large pointed ears. Most red foxes are some shade of red, There's usually a trace of black fur in the middle back, on the tail, and the feet, and the tips of the ears. Now, red foxes are found throughout much of Minnesota. They prefer farmlands, semi-open country, and forest communities. Their natural range is from the Arctic to near the Mexican border, and and, and they're also all the way across the northern hemisphere in Eurasia, being primarily carnivorous. Their diet includes squirrels, rabbits, muskrats, mice, voles, and birds. And just another interesting thing about them right now, red foxes are relatively solitary animals, but in late January, we sometimes see two sets of fox prints side by side, and I've seen that many times walking with, with my students outdoors. They are probably monogamous for one season at a time, but may mate for life. They breed in January, February, and the females usually bear four to six young after a 51-day gestation period. The family occupies a burrow, which the foxes dig themselves or remodel a den of another mammal. Interesting, the foxes. And you don't see them very often, but just once in a while, you know, I'll, I'll see one, and I think, wow, beautiful animal. What do they like to eat, those red foxes? Well, anything like any kind of meat, so if they can catch a mouse okay. or, or anything like that. Yeah. Okay, very good. And then I want to talk about evergreens. You know, so many of us have planted evergreens in our yards in the greater Twin Cities area in southern Minnesota, but evergreens and shrubs have a special special adaptations. Their needles have a waxy coating that protects them from cold, dry winter air. Also, Evergreen branches bend down under the weight of heavy snow and cast it off, reducing the chance that the branches will break. Here in Minnesota, we have native spruces. We have, like, the white spruce and the the black spruce. We have native pines, like red pine and white pine and jack pine. We have junipers, plus we have an arborvita and a balsam fir. Now, these and other evergreens from other parts of the country and world are especially appreciated in winter when the leaf-dropping broadleaf trees like maples and lindens are without their green foliage. The native Minnesota evergreens play a major role in the ecology of our northern forests and to a lesser extent in the forests in the southern part of our state. But all across the state and in the upper Midwest, evergreens of many species and cultivars make our cities and individual yards more livable in the winter by protecting us from cold winds and helping us feel shelter 
as they add their shades of green to the winter landscape. I think that is so neat. It really can imagine, is. Can you imagine sitting out in your body-yard furniture <laughs> and Look you're looking at, at your evergreens yes. with, with snow on the boughs, and that's considered one of the most beautiful sights of nature. Well, what Jim and I, Jim's referring to is that furniture that's made right here in Minnesota, down near Jordan, Minnesota, as a matter of fact, still family-run, and you talk about a green company. These folks make out of recycled plastic milk jugs very substantial furniture. And Jim has had his for many years outside. Looks brand new as mine does, ours does, for years of being outside. You don't have to uh, store it whatsoever. These are the people that make the furniture Jim and I tell you about every week. week. You, you, you only have to buy it once, set it, forget it, just add to it. And, uh, Jim, I still find it hard to believe that By the Art has a 35-year warranty. Guaranteed. Yeah, no breaking, cracking, Amazing. or splintering. It really is. And they're such nice folks as well. And, Jim, I know you and I both love that showroom down at 169, don't you? Oh, yes. It's a... You get in there, and you just think, wow, here's some of the possibilities. You know, if you've got a patio, or if you've got a backyard spot, or even if you have a pool, or yeah. if you have a place like in Arizona, Absolutely, and you've seen the furniture there, too. Uh, or oh, get yeah. uh, get one of those fire, uh, fire tables, too, like a lot of folks. i tell you what, a lot of folks call after Jim's show, and they, just a recording, uh, get that color catalog, it's free. Here's the number, 1-877-220-0448, 877-220-0448. Or if it's easier, just visit buytheyard.net. You will, like Jim and I both do, love that Buy the Yard patio furniture oh yes we have about three minutes to go jim okay well during january thaws we look for raccoon tracks in the snow honeybees out on cleansing flights and some mosses begin to grow in a lush green beaver a beaver lodge is a communal home now i've not actually been in a beaver lodge but i've been on top of them looked around them it's so interesting i've watched them building them because several animals are in it, inside the lodge may be 60 degrees warmer than the outside temperature. Eastern chipmunks may wake up on cold days, but will stay inside and eat from the supply of food they stored in their underground burrows. Wintering over morning doves, commonly seen at southern Minnesota feeding stations in the last 30 years, prefer to eat cracked corn, millet or other seeds scattered on the ground in protected spots. The other night I was looking at our feeding station at 510 and it was really pretty dark. There was still one morning dove there eating. It was the last bird to leave. Both great horned owls, owl pairs, and barred owl pairs, so it's great horned owls and barred owl pairs, are being heard duet hooting as they set up nesting territories. The great horned owls are the earliest birds to hatch young in Minnesota, and by now, some are already incubating eggs. And I know that because I looked at some of my notes for the 21st of January, and I had a, uh, an indication there that an owl was on a nest. This was in the Fairbold area a few years ago. I just wanted to make a comment about what do you do if a bird hits your window? Yeah. When birds hit windows, they may become stunned or injured. A high percent of those that hit our windows merely fly to the nearest tree for a few seconds, clear their heads, and then fly off. 
Of those that do fall to the ground, most are only stunned or injured. Probably only one out of 50 birds that hit a window dies, but only one out of 10 that falls to the ground, and only one out of 10 that falls to the ground dies. If a bird falls to the ground but does not die immediately, its chances for a complete recovery are good. But here's some of the first aid things. First aid for bird victims of victim of window collisions include not leaving the bird lying on the ground for a cat or dog to find it. Or if the weather is cool or wet, the bird may die because the feathers aren't puffed out for insulation against the cold. So pick up the bird gently, put it into a darkened container like a paper bag from the grocery store. That's the best because they can breathe through that. Twist the top, bring the bag indoors, leave in a safe place. Darkness will keep the bird quiet should it awaken, thus preventing fluttering and possible further injury. It usually takes from 15 minutes to an hour or so for the stunned bird to recover. When the bird begins to chirp or move around, it's ready to take outside, open up the bag, and release it. You've done something really neat. Oh, that's a great idea. What a great tip. And they do do this uh, because of what, uh, their territory? When they hit the window? Well, you know what? They they see a reflection, and they think they can continue to fly into the forest. Oh, and that's, 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 that's why. It. Well, Jim, we're out of time. So let's uh, oh. let's talk again next week if you can. Look forward to it. Bye for now. All right. Jim Gilbert back next uh, Sunday morning with more Nature Notes here on 830-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.